Love this segment, uh, generally on uh, Thursdays, but everything's getting mushed into today's show, including uh, guests who are going to be up on the island, but we, we are so booked, so full, with so many people who want to get on this show, we can't get everyone on while we're up there. So we are talking to some people earlier uh, and uh, and just making sure we take good care of business, uh, all the regular business plus what's going on on the island. It's going to be something. But this is uh, the time we're using now for our WJR Michigan Medicine, medicine segment here on the Paul W. Smith Show. And we welcome Dr. Patricia Cagnoli, who is a rheumatologist at the University of Michigan Health and a clinical associate professor at the University of Michigan Medical School. We are honored to have you, Dr. Cagnoli. Welcome to the Paul W. Smith Show. Thank you, Paul. Good morning, and good morning to everybody who's brave enough to be up this early and listen to medicine. <laughs> Come on, you're a doctor. You're used to getting up early. Your day's half oh, over. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. <laughs> to mean that other poor people need to. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're here with us, that's for sure. And because we're just closing out a very special month, this is the final day of Lupus Month. It's uh, the, the, the month of May, and we, we're getting this information out there before the month ends now, today. But it's it. I have to tell you, after hearing about lupus so many times, not real sure, maybe... You can uh, teach us, as a professor, I know you can, just the basics. What is lupus? So lupus or systemic lupus erythematosus, which is the complete name of the disease, and it sounds a little bit um, difficult to pronounce, is basically um, within the realm of the autoimmune diseases. And for those who don't know exactly what it means, those are diseases where our own immune system, our own defense mechanism, kind of turns against us. So the cells or the parts of our body that are supposed to defend us from the germs and things from the outside seems to lose the ability to recognize our own parts, our own tissues, our own organs, and can attack them. These are not common diseases, but they have a certain frequency, and we dermatologists tend to see several of them. So lupus within this group of diseases is, can affect, as I said, multiple organs, but tends to present with some rashes and fevers and joint achiness, which are caused by these antibodies or these cells that are supposed to defend us, inflaming our tissues. It, it seems to me that more women are fighting lupus than men. Yes, this is definitely nine to one um, in your question there. Nine women up per one male will have lupus, which since we don't know exactly what's the cause of this disease, having a certain predominance of a certain gender tells you that there has to be a hormonal component or something associated with the chromosomes that are present in women that are not in men, like the double X. Um, chromosome, but we still don't know exactly what causes it. But that's your preference, women against men, and also women infertile years. So this is a common disease in young people. People tend to think that, oh, if you have rheumatism, as they call it, or rheumatic diseases, you have to be, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70. 
But this is, these diseases, these autoimmune diseases in general, are young people. So in between your 20s and your 50s, you tend to see the bulk of your patients. Doesn't or, mean you cannot see them as kids or older, but most of them are at their prime of their life. Wow. More, many more women than men and more really? Hispanic and African-American people, more likely than Caucasians overall, to develop lupus. And uh, it can potentially affect every organ and system in our bodies. But apparently uh, the most common symptoms are the joint pain, swelling, stiffness, in the morning, and unusual rashes that many times are triggered by sun exposure. And about 30% of people with lupus, I'm told, doctor, have a kidney issue. Um, I would say kidney issues a little less than that, maybe 35 40%. And you will see, as you mentioned, perhaps more severe disease in African-American and Hispanics, sometimes Asians compared to Caucasian, which, again, goes back to that possibility of genetic factors involved in this disease. Uh, but yes, patients tend to present with unusual joint pain and swelling, not common in somebody maybe who's 25 or 30 years old, unusual skin rashes that may or may not be triggered by being out in the sun. And in the more severe cases, you're going to see patients with kidney involvement, lung involvement, potentially any organ could be affected. But there are some that our immune system in lupus tends to attack more frequently than other ones. Patricia Cagnoli, MD, Dr. Cagnoli, rheumatologist at University of Michigan Health and clinical associate professor at the University of Michigan Medical School. What's the latest in treatment for lupus? So, thank God, treatment of lupus has advanced quite a bit over the past, I would say, 30, 40 years. And what it used to be a pretty damaging or even, you know, deadly disease. Today, we have um, accomplished not the small feat of being able to control it for the most part. We still cannot speak of cure because, as I said, we don't know what's the primary cause of this disease. But we can make it so patients can live a life with either minimum symptoms or no symptoms and accomplish anything that they wish to accomplish in their life. The other side of that coin is it requires medication for a long term. And the medications, we can divide it into different stages or different levels of power if you want. We have medications also that work pretty quickly and other ones that take a little longer to start working. So for the most part, anybody who has lupus is familiar, or in general, any inflammatory disease is familiar with cortisone or corticosteroids um, or prednisone, which is a very fast-acting anti-inflammatory that we like to use early just to calm the symptoms down and give the patient some relief. But we don't like to keep it for too long because if we use it too long or too high doses, eventually could cause some problems. So after we can calm the initial symptoms, then we move on to medications that are, are going to modulate or calm down the immune system, or if we need something stronger, medications that are going to lower the immune right. system. Not yeah, well, the point of stopping it. Always very helpful. I uh, wish we had even more time. Dr. Patricia Cagnoli, rheumatologist, University of Michigan Health, clinical associate professor.